Welcome to Unwrap Romance with USA Today bestselling authors Naima Simone and Lacey Baker. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Unwrap Romance. I'm Naima Simone and I am here today with the resplendent, marvelous, bewitching, and beautiful <laughs> Lacey Baker. That is not a word. <laughs> it is a word. Don't don't <laughs> Don't spell it. Don't come. Don't come for my adjectives, okay? <laughs> Can I get one episode where you just graciously well, I just say, accept? Well, I just say thank you. Hey, just Naima. one. Just one. No, because it'd be a lot. And no, I feel like if you go, I feel like if you go through all, if you go through all of that effort, then I have to make the effort to have a good comeback. So my good comeback this week is is beautiful. It's a word. a word. It is a word. It is a word. I'm are you going to spell the word. Us on the show, or are you going to post the spelling? Because I'm going to need the spelling. I might need the. I'm going to text too. it to you. I'm going to text okay. it to you after the I, show. Can, can we carry okay. on? Can we carry on? I mean, on? we can. I'm just saying. Okay. I just All need right. that clarification. So, oh, I will. I will text it to you now, ma'am. How are you? I'm well. And yourself? It's so great to be here with you today. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> I'm positive. Look here. I don't want. I want to be really clear that I love my co-host. And, okay, well, and all you know, of her adjectives. Thank you. Luckily, we have some other things to talk about this week. In addition to our movies, we have someone here to talk about movies with us. Yay! My producer gave me this really long bio. Because I've known her for so long and I know her so well, I'm just not going to say all of that stuff because... I'm just not. Uh, we have the fabulous Sherelle Green with us. Sherelle is a USA Today bestselling and award-winning author of, and see, my notes say of over 40 novels, but what I'm going to say is she is a USA Today bestselling and award-winning author of the freakiest books <laughs> you want to read so she she's on she's on naima's side she's not yes. on Lisa's side. she's firmly on the naughty side with naima yes. but welcome welcome sherelle yay welcome sherelle i am so excited to be here we are delighted to have you it's about time yes you might you might regret saying you're excited no because naima, naima has all the questions i i do and uh, I'm going to begin with one of my favorites, okay? Because I feel like this one was created for you, okay? And and I'm kind of, not even kind of, I'm, I'm really excited to hear your answer. If you could be stuck on a roof, because it's like a Christmas trope, right? One of the Christmas tropes is to be stuck somewhere, forced proximity, because you're a romance writer, you know the forced proximity trope. And to be stuck on a roof somewhere with someone where you can have like all kind of shenanigans. Mm -hmm. So if you could be stuck on a roof with anybody, who would it be with? With anybody. Like celebrity. Anybody. Corrupt celebrity or real life person. Anybody. Yes, anybody. Or like the guy that works at the coffee shop that I've been eyeing. Anybody. Ooh. Hello, ma'am. Hello, ma'am. It just got interesting. <laughs> Well, I hope he's not listening to this podcast. Because <laughs> he's about to give you a special coffee. My husband knows my heart. <laughs> yeah, go, go ahead and throw that in there. disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> he knows my heart. <laughs> um, I have to go with Idris. I have to. Yes. I have to. I have to. Um, literally, 
I think I've seen about everything that he's in several times over, even the really bad movies that no one likes to talk about. <laughs> so Ooh. if I had to be on a rooftop, that that would definitely probably be who would be coming down my chimney. Ooh, coming down like my chimney. Was, okay. I feel like that was kind of dirty. I do. <laughs> what did I say in her intro? So are we talking, are we talking about Idris with his natural accent or Idris with his English accent? Which one? Um, I'm talking both. Have you heard, what is that song he did? That, that, that little rap song he had? Took a flick with your girl and your mom and your sister and your auntie cause I come. <laughs> you said rap and I swear a chill just went down my, well, everything. It just went down my everything. Because Idris rapping, huh? <laughs> it did. I mean, I didn't think I would like it, but once again, you put him with it and I'm I'm sold. And you can take it. I take it. <laughs> I feel like that was dirty, too. I don't know. I feel like everything's going to be dirty. <laughs> well, I think that happens. So I get it. That happens with Team Naughty. <laughs> Dang, we should have made t-shirts. So, Sherelle, I am, I tell people all the time that I am Christmas 365. All day, every day. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Are you Christmas 365 or are you Christmas after Thanksgiving? Are you no Christmas? Yeah, what's if your If you deal? know Christmas, you have to leave the show. I'm just going to tell you that right now. <laughs> no Christmas. Um, I'm Christmas 365. Good. Yay. She's in the right place. I'm She's in the right place. Obsessed. Good. Even as we like speak, I think, um, well, he probably just got done. My husband even came on his lunch break to put out more Christmas decorations because we're entering our oh. neighborhood Christmas house decorating contest. Are you serious? That's his life. <laughs> Look at that dedication. Wait, wait, your neighborhood, seriously, your neighborhood has a contest? Yes, they do for Christmas and for Halloween and we, we enter them both. Wow. Yes. Just like a small town. <laughs> <laughs> this could go in a book. <laughs> um, ma'am, I think this has been in a book <laughs> several times. <laughs> So, yes, I, I can watch Christmas movies all the time, too, so. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I, wait, have you ever posted pictures of what you're, and what, what okay, are you the type of, dec, do y'all decorate, like, according to theme, or are y'all just gaudy and everything goes, if you have it, it's going on the house? We do, so we do themes. So this year our theme is kind of like the Candyland Christmas. So we have a Ooh. we have a different kind of theme going, not just our typical, you know, like red and green. We're throwing in like some pink and like lollipops and all that type of stuff. Um, so yeah, we typically do themes. That's so cool. So if I you win, so if it. you win, what's the prize? I, I believe it's free passes to the pool. Not nothing really extravagant because we already have yearly annual passes. To the pool. I don't think say, but, but y'all fighting for these pool passes. Already, it got crazy for even for Halloween when we knew we we're all packing for Christmas. You know, so I saw my neighbors across the street standing outside, so I went and stood outside. I said, I put up an extra pumpkin. You put like. Find out you employing intimidation tactics over there. <laughs> intimidation tactics. We know our competition. It's like usually the same 30 houses that participate every year. So you know. And you have to wait the last the last possible day before they vote to put up the really great stuff so all your neighbors don't drive around and see what you're doing and then copy it. 
That's what I'm talking wow. about. Strategy. It's a serious that's, business. That's right. That's right. That's, mm-hmm. I just love that. You have to take a picture and post it. We need somebody to come and put y'all on TV. <laughs> I, why are y'all not on any kind of reality yeah. TV show? Probably because we feel like we're not good on TV. We'll bring them up there. They'll be like, why did y'all do that? Because we like Christmas. Well, speaking of Christmas, let's talk about the movies we watched this week. Yes, let's hit it. Let's talk about A Royal Queen's Christmas. <laughs> I know you're going to have something to say about it. So let's just go ahead and get it out the way. Because I know, I know royalty is not like your thing. And, and it's it, not. And it's, and it's mine. And, okay, so here, here's what it was about. The Prince of Exeter, like his his parents, they're retiring and they're stepping down and they want him to ascend to the throne and take their place. And they also have arranged for him to marry this duchess who he's childhood friends with. And so he's come to New York and he is not about that life he does not want to ascend to the throne because he's not ready and he does not want to marry his childhood friend and so he's in this uh he's like in the hotel and he's playing the piano first of all he bumps into the heroine she's works in her family's bakery with her cousin and she's delivering um like these cupcakes to her her uh cousin's fiance so his boss can take can taste them for a contract And so they bump into each other literally and they exchange words and, you know, whatever, comment on each other's accents or whatever. And then when she comes back out, she has a call from her father. He conveniently cannot play, you know, meet her down at the church to play for the piano for the pageant. And so she hears him on the piano in the lobby and she's like, hey, you want to pay me back for ruining the, the cakes? come with me. So he ends up playing for the pageant. Anyway, they keep, he goes home with her. He meets the family. They keep coming together. He lies about who he is. He keeps that a secret because he loves the fact that she does not recognize him and he's getting to know her as himself. And she's falling in love with him. He's falling for her. He's keeping this major secret. As we all know, it cannot stay a secret for long. So it does come out. And she's up when she finds out. Of course, she's hot about it. She's upset. But was was it a major secret though? I mean, did we not? Did we not know what that secret was? I mean, he knew. She didn't know, so it was a major secret. Okay, let's just jump in right here. Let's just jump in right here because I think this is the point where we all like have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll let Sherelle go first. Yeah, as our guest. Well, I mean, I guess, of course, we knew the secret off the top. So right. Listen to late the whole time. Cool. Right. I'm like, so probably it wasn't, it wasn't a surprise to me, but I did enjoy waiting to see how she would feel when it was revealed or even how it would be revealed. So I loved the fact that when we got to that moment, too, like how close they were and like how intimate the moment seemed, you know, between them. Like when we finally get that news revealed, because it easily could have happened any other way that was just less cute and adorable to me. Yeah, and and I love their connection from the very beginning. Oh, like yeah. their connect, their the chemistry between them was 
amazing. And can we just say that he was very, very handsome? Like, cause that just does not always work out. Like usually like in these um, royalty movies, I'm like, what inbred prince do they have? Because dude ain't cute. But dude, well, I'm not going to say handsome. any names, but I know we know some royalty that's not cute. And that's okay, all I'll say. Yeah, let's that's leave it right there. Let's leave it right there. But <laughs> in fairy tales, in romance, we want him to, they be, want cute. The yeah. to be cute. Okay. And he was okay. in this movie, and their their chemistry was just amazing. And when they had those almost kisses, I wasn't even annoyed like, like I usually am, because it was just so authentic. But I, too, was like, oh, my God, when it hits the fan, it's going to hit the fan. Mm-hmm. And you knew it was coming like you knew it was coming because it has to that's what it is in these royalty romances you know that's always going to be the secret you know it has to come you're just waiting to see how it's going to come i think i prefer the royalty romances where they know who each other are from the start because the whole he's not telling he's royalty she's not telling she's royalty it's like I already know what the black moment is and that kind of spoils it for me because I already know and I know what the argument is going to be oh and you lied and I'm like yeah but I already knew you lied and so it doesn't feel fun to me so that's not my favorite trope I like the ones where they just know like the one you watched a few weeks ago with uh, with, Lacey with Chabert, Vinny. like with she knew, Lacey but that was Chabert, uh, yeah. yeah, that was still a that was um, still a lie. Like but he, she, she found knew who out he early was, on in the but movie. he didn't know. Yeah, he didn't know who she was, which I kind of like better because she knew he was royal, so we didn't oh, have yeah, that. The whole... one that just came on, yeah, right. He was cute, but my first thought in saying that he was cute was, oh, and I know him because he played Ren on Pretty Little Liars. And on Pretty Little Liars, he was cute and he was kissing lots of people because he was kissing sisters and he was just <laughs> he was just all the way ratchet on Pretty Little Liars. What saved the movie for me is the last five minutes. That's it? Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> that, okay, to be fair, there were some really, really cute parts. I like the um, the window shopping part. Well, yeah, I like that because it yeah, I like that because it reminded me of uh, one of the scenes in Miracle on 34th Street. So I really like that. I like that um, one. I like the snowball, I mean, the snowman mm-hmm. uh, thing. I like that. And I like that scene where, I forgot what they were doing, but it's really more that I like the decorations of the scene. Like they had all of the uh, Christmas bulbs like hanging from the ceiling and there was that nice golden light. It was really, oh, I like you and you like me and we're not kissing, but we're going to get real close together. And so I like that. And the last five minutes, because I was, what I liked about the last five minutes was that she wasn't leaving her life to go be this princess Mm -hmm. with him. I I really love that. And so I really like that. Yeah. I like that twist too. I absolutely loved the, the same, the window scene. But the reason I loved it too is because I loved how, as they were talking and they were having such a precious moment in their talk that he kept stepping forward. You know, she scooted a little bit, but he was really the one taking the initiative. And I guess I like that. I like the forwardness of it. And the fact that even though we knew it was going to be like an almost kiss, we didn't have to wait for that moment until like the very end of it. And I also 
love when it was revealed how the grandmother knew. She's like, I have Google. So I love that. I knew <laughs> she just holding the whole secret head. it was especially it was funny considering how she treated him the first time exactly. she met him mm-hmm. <laughs> that's probably when she went and googled him after, <laughs> after she was all shady to him exactly. so i love that i actually love those two parts more than i love the yeah end. more than i love mm-hmm. i love the end like when she kind of let herself be vulnerable and she was going to wish and when she did wish and she opened her eyes and he was standing right there and that was why that was my favorite part i love that i was and like I, oh I she got to open her eyes I, it, oh and they had the same ornament i loved her mm-hmm. parents i also i didn't love, love his parents no, no not until the very i didn't even love him at the end and i loved him I until him. they Oh, yeah. he was great. Uh, be, I he did like him. Great. Yeah, he was. Because even though he was very much about protocols, like he had his back the entire time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even remember when he sent that horrible, like, vo- voice, voice message. <laughs> <laughs> and they were, and they were like, "Oh yeah, autocorrect is not my he friend." Was like, <laughs> I was like, "I hear you on that," because autocorrect is never my friend. It is horrible. <laughs> Or even when he, when she was in the kitchen, like towards the end, he's like, she's in the kitchen, sorry, she's in the kitchen. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> he's like, he's so and he was like, who? And he was like, not your mother. mother. <laughs> he's so invested. He can't help that explanation. <laughs> he was great. Yeah, he was And, cool. and like, was Lacey, cool. I get your point about, you know, it being, but I think like for me, that's one of the reasons I love this trope is because there's kind of like you know what to expect going into it mm-hmm. but for me it's like with every movie with every movie you're looking forward to see how it's going to happen and whether it's mm-hmm. going to be good what kind of twist they're going to put on it to make it different right. and how it's going to happen like how the reveal is going to be how their reaction is going to be i will say that her reaction to holding on to that mad got a little bit too much for me mm-hmm. at one point because i was like oh look check you know he's <laughs> of a all the things to be mad about yeah and, and i get i get that you're mad that he lied but he didn't lie about a really bad thing i get that you know he's a prince but i would have rather her focused on and not be mad about them being from different worlds okay focus on that like we're from different mm-hmm. worlds and i don't know how it's going to work rather than be right. mad at him because he lied because it wasn't like you can understand why he lied because this is a man who's always being used for what he is instead of who he is right. and that's how he wanted to get to know you for because you were loving him and you were getting to know him for who he was that has to be something really special and I, I just didn't understand why she didn't see that so if she had just focused more on okay we're from different worlds I'd have been like okay I got that so that kind of got on my nerves a little bit when she couldn't just like okay let it go let it go mm-hmm. but the end more than made up for for that when she came around. That the end was great. It was. And the only other thing that I said I wasn't going to mention, but I have it written here, so I have to mention it because it's oh, written Lord. right here. Let me brace myself. I don't really know why. Boyfriend Addie, fiance Addie, had to pop out with that thick gold chain. <laughs> 
I'm just like, what is happening here? It's like, we run DMC? Eddie been working in this nice upscale restaurant, hotel, what have you, and he got this good job, and Eddie is engaged, and he do, and now he has on this big rapalicious rope. What is happening? Why? Why? That's a word too. I'm gonna send you a text. Sherelle, as our guest, how many elves do you rate it? Um, I'm I'm trying not to be. Don't be afraid. <laughs> Don't be afraid. I'm going to you give are, it, you are among family. I'm going to give it three and a half elves. Cool. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm giving it four and a half elves. I knew you was gonna say that. No, I loved it. I really did enjoy it. I did. I'm so contrary. I mean, no, I did. There were just a, you know a few things, but. I mean, you know how I love my royalty movies. You did. And then he was very, very yummy. And then I love the romance. I love the chemistry. The last, like, that grand gesture, that last part of it, I I just really loved it. There were just a few things that, you know, uh, didn't, you know, that black moment. But other than that, I, I enjoyed it. Okay, that's fair. I guess if I had to, you know, you do. How many L's are you gonna give it? I'm gonna give it three L's. The next one that I watched is called A Fiance Christmas. I did too. And look at y'all. Look at y'all. Look at y'all. This is actually one of my favorite tropes. It's a fake fiance romance. Okay, so she is a doctor, which I thought was great. She's an OBGYN. And she's up for this promotion at work, where this clinic where she works. The doctor is retiring, and she's up for to be able to take over this, this clinic. And he comes in there, and he's like, I'm retiring. And she's like, oh, wonderful. You know, he's like, and I'm she assumes that he's going to hand it over to her because she's, I think she's been with him the longest and whatnot, but he tells her it's not guaranteed because you have no balance in your life. All you do is work, work, work. And I want to give it to someone who's going to appreciate this clinic as I do, because it's my baby, you know, and I wanted to, and you're already on the verge of burnout because all you do is work. And so I wanted to give, I want to give it to someone who has balance in their life. So I'm interviewing, but you have the chance to interview. So she's like, okay, I have thoughts about that, but we'll get to that. I'm going to go ahead. (laughs) So she goes on with her day and she goes on with this client who's just delightful. Her husband is deployed. Her brother is coming into town to, to take care of her while her husband is away for, she's, he's going to be with her for Christmas. So she's not alone. And her nurse is hilarious as are her girlfriends. They're very supportive, but her and her nurse, who's also her friend, they go shopping one night and her nurse is like, you need some retail therapy with one of those shopping guns, you know, like the, the scan guns. And so what we're going to do is we're going to create this fake wedding registry for you. (laughs) And it's going to be utterly private. No one will ever see it. And you're just going to go through the store and we're just going to start scanning things, scanning things onto the registry. Uh, That's how we knew it was going to go. It's, and it was the scene was hilarious how they're going through the store just scanning all of these items so the next thing she knows she's 
showing her friend is bringing her to like the house for she thinks it's going to be like this girl's night it is this surprise engagement party her mother flies in from whatever country she's in because her mother's an anthropologist and they're surprising her and they're like we found your wedding registry how come you didn't tell us you were married to you were getting married to joshua got away and so now she has to come up with this fake fiance who incidentally she meets the brother of her patient and they hit it off and when they bump into her ex-fiance who by the way name is joshua (laughs) he pretends to be her fiance which snowballs into this just whole thing where they're pretending to be to be engaged to everybody including the boss and the family and the friends and they're going to do it through christmas where after christmas they're going to break up and but of course they start falling for each other and that's it and i (laughs) this movie was hilarious the dialogue between them whoever wrote this must be a comedian because the the dialogue the banter was absolutely hilarious it really was i felt like it was one of those type of movies where you know where it's so awkward to watch but you can't help but keep watching oh like, my god it was like a train wreck i'm like oh my god don't say it oh my god don't do it and you know and it's like how she's looking at them and then it's like you know they're even with all their friends and you know they don't know the whole playful banter with each other because it's all a ruse so she's like pushing them in the snow and he's flying half across the snow I was just like, it's so bad, but it's so good. I'm so addicted to watching. And how she's about to, she's trying to feed him a strawberry scone, and he's like deathly right. allergic to strawberries, and she doesn't know it. And her boss, and her boss is like, "How do you not know this?" And he's, and she's like, "Ha ha ha! Just kidding. You know, you just want to off him. You know, you can just, you know, a way to off him, off him with strawberries." And I'm like, "Stop speaking!" And it's just so, it was so deliciously awkward. It was. And the actress, it was, it was just so cute and funny and their chemistry as I felt like this was a true friends to lovers movie. Cause you could see like their relationship grow from like friends, even though they had that kind of chemistry, but you could see it grow and you could see their affection for each other and attraction. And because it was lifetime, they did have the kiss before the end of the movie even though that first kiss was so awkward i could be much better (laughs) i was like even the interaction after i'm like yep i love that and she's like don't worry you'll be able to try again she's like wait i mean i'm like yes that's the cute moments that i live for yes (laughs) remember when um, she, because her friend was getting engaged, that's why she ended up doing the whole wedding registry because she was once again, like for the third time, a bridesmaid, and she was feeling bad about that. And so her friend was trying on wedding dresses because she was the bride, the maid of honor, and they were like, "No, you're gonna try on wedding dresses." So she's and she tried to say no, but they had her trying the wedding dresses. She's in there, and he calls, and she's like. I don't want to show you what I have on right now. And he's like, well, just go ahead and show me. And so she shows him. He's like, oh, so sweet. He's like, you're the most beautiful bride I've ever seen. And oh, he's just, oh, it was such a sweet moment. And then he's like, okay, well, I have to go. And she's like, all right, love you. Yeah. <laughs> and then he <laughs> <laughs> happened in the phone, too. I love that it was through the phone because when you can see the chemistry through the phone, to me, that's yeah. great, you know? 
Y'all sound like romance writers. I mean, it was. It was that delicious awkward. It was just... <laughs> it, it was. It was like the cringy, delicious, mm-hmm. awkward. And, and they were all so... Like, if you met her, you would want to be her best yep. friend. Oh, yeah. And, but at the same time, it was like this tension because you knew the lie had to fall exactly. apart. You you knew it. And you were just, there was this, like, tension because you were like, when is it going to? And it's going to be bad. And you knew her mother was going to not, you know, that's, I think you're nervous, too, about that part. Like, when is her mother going to find out? How is her mother doing? And, like, I don't know, did you feel like her mother was, a little over the top or did you feel like she was kind of oh she had the whole nursery <laughs> ready like she had the nursery ready in her house and her uh marie osmond played her mother mm-hmm. you know so it, she had the whole nursery decked out because she wanted to be a grandmother and she was like i didn't know when it was going to happen because you put baby things on the wedding nurse <laughs> on the wedding registry <laughs> so i felt like he even handled that whole entire thing well it's like not only do you have to be a fake fiance, but now you just have a whole nursery for your unborn children with the woman that you know. Yeah. And then it's like the the stakes kept getting higher mm-hmm. and higher yeah. because then she did get the promotion. He did hand over the clinic to her, but she got it on a lie right. because he said to her, Now I see that you know you know how to balance work with you know your personal life. And so I'm handling this over to you. That was, that might've been my one issue with this movie. I was like, if she is at the top of her game and she is handling her business, what the heck does her personal life have to do with her work ethic? Why does, why does that alone, why can't she earn her way to that job by itself? Cause I'm like, when you're interviewing these other candidates, are you asking them about their family and their personal lives? Doesn't that violate something? I'm, and and he explained it later, like he looks at her as a daughter yeah, too. But I was like, oh, that felt that felt a little bit icky. It, to I me. guess it did, but like, I guess the romance author in me was like, okay, well, we know her father's not here. He knows her father isn't here anymore. Yeah. You know, he knows that they don't say it in the movie, but you know, this is me just assuming you now dedicate all your time, even more time, to work to not think about that your father isn't right. here. And so, of course. I got her. that. Like maybe this is a way. Like she was always going to get the job, but this is a way to push her to maybe open herself up to you know meeting new people, going on dates, hanging out with her friends more. So I was like, the author in me was already changing the narrative as to why he was. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go with you. I'm I'm going to go ahead and accept that because because I was like. Mm. That feel a little bit wrong. <laughs> I get it. No, I get it. And I felt the same way, which is why I was like, oh, he's probably doing it because of this and this and this and this. Yep. That's a Yeah, go <laughs> ahead and make excuses for him. <laughs> so it sounds like y'all saying I should watch this. You one. should. It, you should. It just for the, the comedy alone, like that dialogue was so good. And the fact that every time she got upset, she turned to food. It was just... <laughs> That part, I felt so connected to that part right there. Let me tell you. I appreciated the diversity of the cast, too. So with her friends, with their, you know, her the husband's fiancés, the group of friends, everything. So yeah, that was, a, that was a huge reason, too, why I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Like, Lifetime is killing it. Yeah. So the elves, how many elves? I gave it, I gave it four and a half. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it four and a half, too. 
because you know what? I already said that I wanted to rewatch it. So I have to give it one half. <laughs> oh, I have to have my sister see this one. And so I'm like, okay, I'll set up mm-hmm. a whole little wine date, you know, with us. So I'll give it four and a half. And so here's another one that I did not watch. Um, I just know that it's called Elves. And I told somebody about these little demonic elves that she insisted on watching. And I, if I could show you the text messages that she sent while she was watching this. And all I could do was say, I told you. I told you not to do it. Sherelle, you did watch. Well, you, I watched what I could. I mean, it kicked off with. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't, I don't know how much you chose to spoil, but it kicked off with the with the demonic elf underneath the ground killing the cow, and I was just like, "What is this?" Peter, Peter was not pleased. <laughs> so I could not make it through a lot. I don't know if you know, but I cannot handle horror. So I was like, "Ah, ah, ah!" And I was like, "No, nope, it's not going to work." So these were not. Your homegrown Santa Claus and we're pulled out. Like, like, okay. That's okay. why you should have left them alone. Okay, let me let me just say this. I'm just gonna say this. I'm gonna make this real quick. I am a horror fan, okay? Like I am a horror fan. I was excited about watching this one. Y'all have seen Legend. Do y'all remember that movie Legend from back in the 80s with Tom Cruise with the unicorn? And do y'all remember that? You said legend, I thought. Will Smith and I was like, I don't think there was a unicorn in there. <laughs> no, no, this was the right. one with Tom Cruise where he told Chick, like he was like this woodland guy. Like the movie was horrible, <laughs> even for the 80s. And but the thing was, Chick that he was in love with, he told her, Don't touch the, the unicorn because it's gonna bring evil into the world if you touch the unicorn. So what does she do? She touched the unicorn. And we've all seen gremlins, yes, right? There were specific rules for for with the gremlins, and they broke all of them. They, they broke all of them. That mm-hmm. is the gist of elves. You got people coming, foreigners, offlanders coming to this island where people have their own traditions, their own culture, their own terror, their own horror on this island and they told you from the beginning stay on the coastal road but because you didn't you hit an elf (laughs) and then they told you leave that gate alone just leave stuff alone okay just leave ish alone but because you didn't respect the culture the traditions now you done jacked up the, the island people dying and now just the elves are loose and these elves are they they eat humans, okay? They're they demonic, eat like They're I told you. I just I was so mad, and I wanted that whole family to get eaten, okay? I just wanted everybody to die. And now you're killing the cast. I just I just I wanted them all to die. And then at the end, I was even more mad because the very people who unleashed these elves got to leave scot-free leaving the islander the natives to clean up that their mess i was like i'm done so we're not even going to ask about how many don't ask you're giving help don't ask did you watch it to the end i did and and okay let me Uh, say this it's not a movie it's a series it's like it's a series but each episode is like 25 minutes and i think there's like five or six episodes i binged it because i 
don't ask me why I couldn't stop watching it. Maybe that, maybe I should give it some elves because I just couldn't stop watching it. But it would be little, it would be big, conehead, big-eyed, hairy, muddy, demonic elves who rip people's heads off and pun them like footballs. Okay, that was the and good for, part. The, for the record, I need everybody, I need all of our unwrap romance family to hear oh. that she said demonic elves and go all the way back to the very first episode of Unwrap Romance when somebody, I believe her name was Lacey Baker, said, I ain't watching nothing with no demonic elves. <laughs> Next time, you should probably listen to your co-host, Naima. Uh, well, I start now. All right, so Sherelle, I have a question for you. Of all the Christmas movies you've watched so far this year, do you have a favorite? I do have a favorite, but my favorite is actually not from this year, but I've watched it about three times already. Does that still count? Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're talking about this year, man. Yeah, I want to know it. Where are you going outside of the range? <laughs> We're talking about I know it. I mean, we want to know, but that's an aside. We're talking about 2020. Okay, so I, ha- I have. So that means I got to find it then, right? Do you know it has top ten? Well, if it didn't leave a lasting mark, it did leave a lasting mark. But you know, I watched so many movies. I mean, you know, Tatiana Ali was in it. Oh, was it the one where she was the yeah yeah, the The photographer? photographer. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Okay. My favorite so far. That was good. Yeah, that one was funny too. It was funny. It was so cute. I love the chemistry. I mean, I love her already, but I love the whole. But those green eggs, those green and red eggs, were gross. It was gross. I was like, they showed all that green. At, at first, when they were showing everything on the table and it was all green and red, I was like, oh, that is so cute. They got to those eggs. I was like, Mm-mm, what is happening? Who told you to do that? Like, no, no, no. no. <laughs> it was so distracting. I was like, this is not Dr. Seuss. Stop it. It was so distracting. That, that one was good, it's though. So yeah. Good. It was good. So, Sherelle, we are just so excited about this Christmas project that you have going on this season, The Bays of Christmas. And it's an anthology that just dropped yesterday on the 15th. So congratulations on that. I'm excited. So can you tell us about it? Yes, definitely. Well, um, The Bays of Christmas is actually a multi-author anthology, and it kicks off with 10 Christmas Shots by L. Wright. and then we go in order. We basically are helping you count down to Christmas. So it's 10 Christmas Shots by L. Wright, 9 Frosty no- Nights by Kimmy Farrell, 8 Naughty Notes by Aja, 7 Peppermint Kisses by Ty Love, 6 Sensual Wishes by Nicole Falls, 5 Mistletoe Moments by Cheryl Lister, 4 Stocking stuff- Stuffers by Kelsey Green, 3 Sexy Elves <laughs> by Angela Seals. The elves will need mm, The elves. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Two Dirty Sodas by me, Cheryl Green, I need to read that. And One Snowy Seduction by AC Author. Oh, I, that sounds familiar to me for some reason, AC <laughs> Author. Well, she's going to be here in a few minutes. I've already sent her a text to come on down off the roof. So get yourself prepared. She'll be here in a few minutes. <laughs> I, so how did y'all come up with the idea for this? Because I think it's just so creative and fabulous. And uh, I'm just going to be indulging in all of it, especially this Three Sexy Elves, because I need to clean my palette. 
So, um, (laughs) I mean, you know what? So when, when we get together, when a lot of us get together, we're already, you know, cutting up, coming up with so many different ideas and things like that. And myself and, um, L Wright was, you know, you really shouldn't let us be on the phone for a long time together because we <laughs> different ideas and things like that. And we had, we, we came out with the new year based solutions last year with the group of authors. So we said, Oh, we should do the Christmas one this year. And we said, you know what though, we have a lot going on. We're not, let's just not even do it. And what happened is actually eight out of the 10 authors, we all attended the one love reunion AC authors event. And so we actually saw each other in person you know, the sisterhood was beaming and we were having a great time at Disney World, you know, where magic happens. And then we had uh, two of the authors too, Kelsey Green and Angela Sills, like, hey, why did we say we wouldn't do that this year again? And we said, oh, because we all said we didn't have that much time. And so we should really make time for it. So all you need to do is give us just a little bit of rope and we're just like, yep, let's <laughs> so we reached out to the whole group of authors and like I said eight out of ten of us was at the one love reunion event like hey do you think this is a project that you want to be involved with and everybody was super excited um and we know that the readers love counting down you know to something like the yeah. New Year's countdown so the Christmas countdown we were like perfect <laughs> that's great who doesn't love that it's like an early Christmas hey. gift to yourself so tell us about uh two dirty Santas <laughs> Uh, I'm just loving that title, you, and I'm getting all kinds of images. You, like you can't just tell with two <laughs> dirty Santa. Listen, I need details. Like I, I know what I'm imagining, but I want details. Yeah, it's like a, probably borderline a holiday, you know, erotic type of novel. So it's definitely That's I don't know it's for itself, but it is about um, a woman who basically, you know, she has a boyfriend, and she is all in love with this boyfriend, all excited to finally go to this holiday event with a guy on her arm because usually she goes single. And so she's like, and I'm going to surprise him and we're going to have, you know, so much fun in the back room because he's also playing Santa for that night. I'm going to have a good time with him. And, um, and she does go and have a good time with her, with her Santa, (laughs) her Santa boyfriend. (laughs) And uh, and then later on, she goes, oh, oh, I see what's going on. He thought he would come back for round two because she sees him trying to go back in that same back room. And so that's why she goes back there, you know, and plants a big one on the one she thinks is her boyfriend. And it turns out to be the other Santa, who is her ex-boyfriend. So, <laughs> so, so it is definitely uh, a woman torn between two Santas uh, with the two Dirty Santas titles. And you have on one end the politician. And on the other hand, you have the um, junkyard holder. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, so, so we got to see which so one this she is, chooses. Yeah. So AC, AC has come down from the roof, and she came down just in the right amount of time so she can ask this question. <laughs> Opportunity. Is there a menage scene in this book? Doggone AC, you just came down all bold and just look. You you are here, you're not here all season, and suddenly you're down here and you're just like bam. I will say this is not probably a a threesome in the typical sense of what everyone is uh, used to reading, but it is definitely a very intimate, sensual scene between the three of them in the book. If that ain't a non answer, I don't know what. Like, non answer, non answer. 
So that she should really try to get us to read this book. I know. Right, because now you're trying to figure out, well, how well, is I, it I if know, it's not? You know, come on, 23rd. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I mean, it's, I love, so I always love words about, you know, if the woman is torn between two men and things like that. And I will say, I just was a lot more lax in what, and how I wrote this, meaning I didn't overthink it. If it happened, if the characters made it happen, I let it happen. <laughs> you know, however, mm. it starts mm. from the, even the opening scene. So it starts like really, you know, really hot and heavy. And I was like, I'm just going to keep that same energy throughout the whole book. And like on a, I love that energy. On a personal like note, I had just finished a book in like maybe October and I did not care for it. So I decided not to release it and then had to turn around and work on my Two Journey Santa's book. And I was hoping that it helped me get out of whatever rut I felt found myself in after, you know, I didn't release the book that I was so excited about releasing because it just didn't flow as well. Um, this one flowed like really well. <laughs> Wow, that's I bet it did. It flowed, it flowed from one Santa to the other. <laughs> it did. Okay, AC. So, like, Sherelle has one. Lacey had a release. I had one. Ace now, now, okay. Well, you did technically have the after party, which was technically a Christmas release, but now you have one snowy seduction, Ooh. which is so Christmassy and sexy I, from that title. I am not to be left out. <laughs> That's right. You you refuse to be left out. So, okay, tell us what this book is about. I don't even know. <laughs> No, it's a friends, it's a frenemies to lovers. And I cannot say frenemies. I can't say it and I can't type it. Every time I type it, I misspell it. And it's just <laughs> ridiculous. But it's a frenemies to lovers, forced proximity, snowy, ski, Ooh. strawberry story. That's wow. That's a That's whole new is. genre. It is. It is. Make sure make sure you say AC author presents the that genre. Because <laughs> you're not repeating it again? I can't say it again because, you know, I just said I can't say frenemies. <laughs> I can't She's say like, that again. One and done. One and done. Yeah. It's, it's recorded. It's recorded. Rewind it back. <laughs> no, but it's, um, it's college friends who... Um, who were best friends in college and they worked together. They were both uh, computer tech students. And so they spent a lot of their time together because, you know, other people just considered them geeks. And so they just kind of stuck together and they worked together. Um, And in their senior year, this uh, great opportunity for a paid internship comes in and they're both working on it. They're both, you know, applying for it because they both had like kind of dysfunctional uh, family lives and neither one of them really wanted to go back to their family. So, you know, they really wanted this internship and because they're close, they are looking at the projects and, you know, they're like, you know, give me your honest opinion. And he gave her his honest opinion and he told her it wasn't good and it wasn't going to win. And she got all pissed off and was like, you're trying to sabotage me. What's wrong with you? And, and then he was like, no, I'm not trying to sabotage you. But then he won the internship. Yeah. Oh, Lord. That looks kind of sabotage Yeah. And she was like, yeah, that's it. That's it. It's over. We're not friends no more. And he went his way and she went her way. And 
lo and behold, this little auction puts both of them right at this French chalet together. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then there's no more rooms, and she has to stay there for the night, and then the next morning no it's a rooms. blizzard. Oh, that blizzard. And he's naked when she walks in. <laughs> Love when that happens. And he, he's naked that night, and he's naked that morning, oh, and he doesn't really wear clothes a lot. <laughs> he just, that he just doesn't. place must be roaring yeah. <laughs> He doesn't. He doesn't wear. He doesn't wear clothes a lot. So she kind of likes wrong that, with so that. I don't know. At all, we approve. I don't know. I mean, really, and when I when I thought about the story, I was like, you know what? I think this is going to be a seven day trip, and they just gonna have sex every day. (laughs) I did an interview a couple weeks ago, and somebody asked me what the story was about. I was like, it's about sex. That's (laughs) Christmas sex. That's what it's about. I don't have another answer. That's what it's about. And but then I wrote the story, and I was like. Dude, this is not enough sex. You said it was going to be sex every day, <laughs> but that's that's how it works. That's how it works for us authors. We think of something and then we don't do it because the characters do something else. And amen to that. So on Christmas, on Christmas Eve, everybody will find out what the characters decided to do, and just know that it wasn't AC's idea that they do these things. It was all their idea. You blame Throw it that all. Throw disclaimer, disclaimer out there. Right. You blame it on Tisha and Kendrick. It's not my fault. Not. Uh, well, that sounds good. I I am excited to read both of these. You got to read all 10. Oh, yeah, I am. Sherelle, thank you so much for spending time with us today. We have enjoyed you. And everyone, go out and purchase for 10 straight days the bays of christmas and starting actually started yesterday december 15th with 10 christmas shots by l wright and sherelle before you go we end every interview with a christmas lightning round so for two minutes you have to answer these questions so i am ready favorite christmas movie i already messed up this christmas (laughs) I was gonna say you using all your time on the first question. I was like, which one is so many? How do I put one? <laughs> that was not like this. I'll do better next time. <laughs> Favorite Christmas Carol? Santa Baby. Santa Claus. Louis Armstrong. Early shopper or last minute shopper? I am both, depending on who you ask, but I'm gonna go with late, late minute, last minute most, yeah. Open presents on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day only? Christmas Day and one on Christmas Eve. Oh, okay, we got quite a few of those. Mm-hmm. Is your holiday the Waltons or this Christmas? This Christmas, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, I've met her parents this Christmas. <laughs> 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 yes, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, eggnog or no eggnog? Spiked eggnog. Yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! No! We're Woo! team no eggnog here. No, she's not. She's no, we're team eggnog. <laughs> yes! Another one. Okay, ham or turkey for Christmas dinner? Ham. Don't you say it. Don't you <laughs> say it, ma'am. <laughs> Best I'm gonna, Christmas I'm gift. I want to know. 
<laughs> okay, she's gonna say something. Well, about somebody, the somebody said that Naima can't cook a ham. <laughs> oh no! Even, even with instructions from Chef Gina Neely, Naima can't cook a ham. Oh no! <laughs> that somebody might be telling the truth. <laughs> I won't judge. I won't judge. <laughs> Thank you. Because I get a lot of judgment around here. Oh, Best Christmas gift that I've ever gotten? Mm-hmm. Or received, whichever way. That's I mean, or given. Sorry. Yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> or, or given, whichever way. Um, a trip to a trip to Dubai and Abu Dhabi for my sister. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my sister like she phoned it in. Yeah, Sherelle yeah, always <laughs> going somewhere. <laughs> Best Christmas memory? Mm, the last Christmas I had with my grandmother before she passed. All of us sitting around with her and my grandfather. Um, we all prayed together, you know, before and at the end of Christmas. And so the one that we had with her right before she passed, for sure. Oh, that's, that's awesome. a beautiful memory. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for visiting with us. We had a really good time. I, I mean, thank I you, Cheryl. I love you guys already. Love your work already. Love the show already. So I'm just excited to be here. So thank you so much for having me. You can come back anytime. Anybody who says a thank you like that can come back anytime. <laughs> <laughs> thank y'all so much. <laughs> Oh, it was so great to have Sherelle here with oh, us. Oh, she's amazing. But guess what else we have today? We Ooh, have funny. some reader questions. Oh my gosh, can you believe we have reader questions? I know. I'm so excited. People want tell? us to answer questions and I don't think they really are prepared for our answers, but okay. <laughs> let's just jump right in here. Uh, the first question is, I want to introduce my mother to romance novels but she's my mom. Do you have any recommendations that would be appropriate to gift her for the holidays? I do have one. It's Mistletoe and Juno by Dahlia Rose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's With a that beautiful book. cover. Oh, it's a gorgeous cover. Yep. And it's a beautiful story. It's about an influencer who goes to Alaska to her best friend is about to deliver her baby in Alaska. And she goes to Alaska to be with her and um, she meets a vet who was now like the sheriff of the town and he's a vet and amputee and they end up falling in love. And she's actually like, she doesn't think she's searching for a new path, but she ends up really just like finding a new path for herself. And it's just a beautiful story. The setting, the characters, it's just really wonderful. And I think your mother would really enjoy it. I'm going to second that recommendation and advise you to get that book yes and gift it to your mom and tell her that we recommended it yes but, and but only yours. only tell her that only tell her that after she reads it and says she loves it because if she doesn't love it then don't tell her we recommend it <laughs> um okay so the next question what is the cutoff date for putting up christmas decorations and for taking them down Okay, this is a bone of contention in my house. <laughs> um, I feel like uh, today is December the 16th. And 
if you yes. have not already put your stuff up by December the 16th, you're probably about to get hit with some penalty points. Um, right. Seriously. Come on. Yeah. Because you you've have... known all year long and it comes at the same time. And um, I, I honestly I, think 10 days is kind of like the cutoff point for putting up your, <laughs> your decorations. Well, look, I used you should to really I have a... it up by the 15th. I had an aunt, and I remember when I was young, and I would I would be at her house all the time because I went to her house uh, to go to school, and she would be putting up her tree. She would be going out to buy a tree, like two, three days before Christmas, and I always thought that was weird because at my house we already had all the decorations up, and mm-hmm. she would be just getting a tree, and like she would go and get everything that day, a tree and bulbs and tinsel everything lights for the window and then I was always amazed too because I'd be like what do you do with this stuff because you buy all this new stuff every year like aren't you putting it in a box like I used to be so down in a week I used to be so confused by that I just I I guess I'm still confused by that years and years and years later um but so yeah I would say that I would for me I don't know I think I would put it up at any time in December I don't think I would have a cutoff I if I if if circumstances dictated and True. I had to put it up on Christmas Eve I would still put it up on I, Christmas I Eve. say that too but I, I I honestly think yeah I'm gonna go with that I did say the 15th but now that you say that because circumstances happen life happens I say Put it up, even if it's Christmas Eve, and if, even if you're going to take it down, like, mm-hmm. seven days later. Just put it up. But really, like, 15th, like, you know, because you really <laughs> right. want to enjoy. Just, you just want to enjoy it. That you, If atmosphere. you don't have it up now, you're late, and you know you have some Yeah, you points. are late if you don't have um, it up by now. But as, as for far taking as it down. Taking it down, I think that if it takes it down New Year's Day. I really, so my mother, I mean, my mother, day after New Year's, my mother does New Year's Day. That's like the first thing she does when she gets up on New Year's Day, um, is take everything down. And then she calls me and said, "Have you taken your stuff down yet?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Ma'am, this is not your house. Like you're <laughs> intruding." <laughs> what? <laughs> I think that you should. I think that unless you have a real tree. Um, you if you have artificial trees, you should leave your tree up until you feel like taking it down, or until Unless you know some people. Well, some people want the joy a little longer. You know, I'm Christmas three sixty five, so I don't yeah, have a problem I with no tree in February. I don't have a problem with having joy for a longer time. Just put the small Unless, tree up in February, like on your desk, but the one in the in the living room, that need to come down. Unless, like I said, if it's a real tree, then you need to put that out before your yeah, house catches on fire. At that point. Yeah, your house might catch on fire because it's dry <laughs> and it's, it's a hazard. So, yeah, go ahead and take that My down. My husband takes the tree down. It's like, he takes it down January 2nd and I'm, I lay in the bed because I'm protesting and he takes it down January 2nd. First thing he does, like, he's just waiting to take it down January 2nd. Oh, no. I'm still in the Christmas yeah. and I'm not taking Me it Me too. Down. That's why I'm protesting. I'm in bed. I'm protesting and taking it down. But he's like, well, let's go. Next question. Is it still appropriate to send holiday cards? Absolutely. Yes. If I didn't, if I didn't keep forgetting, so I forgot last year and I forgot again this year, but all the years before that, I sent out holiday cards. I'm absolutely horrible. I don't send them out because I'm absolutely horrible with mailing stuff out, period. Like anything. 
I'm absolutely horrible with it, but I have readers who send me uh, Christmas cards every year and they just make my season. I just got one Friday and it was just perfect and it made my day. So oh, that's so, nice. I, I mean, you read every year. Cards? That's they nice. do. I have, I think three or four that send me some every year for the past four years. And at this point, I'm looking forward to it. And if I didn't get it, I would probably message me like, where my card at? Wow. <laughs> wow. What, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's yeah, going y'all, on? What's y'all, need to, y'all need to stop getting her used to that. You see how she's acting? <laughs> but it's so special. Like, it's just so special. And, and so I look forward to it. And it, I think it really brightens up someone's day in, in, in their holiday. I know That's it true. does for me. And I hang up all my cards, all the cards that I receive. I do um, too. We I hang them up. up. And that's, yeah, that's something I got from my mother. She would always hang the cards around the archway um, from the living room going into the dining room on both sides. She would hang all of her cards. And so um, when I got my own house, I started just hanging my cards all over the place. I, I put, put them, set them up on the, uh, on my dresser. And mm-hmm. before my mother died, she still sent out cards mm-hmm. every year. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely appropriate, still appropriate to send out cards. So thank you, thank you, thank you for sending us those questions. We, we really appreciate it. Yes. Please feel free to send us all the questions. Yes. We'll answer all of them. All of them. Let's send a shout out to our friends at Verve Romance, Julie and Beth for we their weekly recaps. Them. I love them. I won that first Verve Award last <laughs> last week. Last week, so I'm excited. I would just say I love Julie and Beth. Like their their weekly recaps are hilarious. I never miss them, and I look forward to them. You just every week, they're wonderful. So if you if you haven't read them yet, go out the Verve Romance and read their weekly recaps because they're absolutely wonderful. You're going to be laughing. Okay, so what are we watching? This I'm watching week. Mistletoe in Montana with, and that has Melissa Joan Hart, Dwayne Henry, and it's where city slickers get to be cowboys and cowgirls. Mary, who owns the ranch, has been unlucky in love, but that's about to change when a single father who doesn't love a single father, Mark, and his two kids book the ranch for Christmas week. Adventure is on the menu. The holiday spirit is everywhere and love is in the air. So that's one of my favorite tropes, which is uh, fish out of water mm-hmm. and single father. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that one. The, the previews look good. The commercials look good. So they did. They did. And I'm, you know, I'm a Dwayne Henry fan. He was in a gingerbread romance. So yes, I'll watch his movies. Yeah, um, I am going to watch Sugar Plum Twist. It's about somebody getting getting the role of the Sugar Plum Fairy in the production of The Nutcracker. When I was about seven or eight, our church did The Nutcracker, and I was a Sugar Plum Fairy. Aww. Actually, actually, uh, me and my aunt actually um, auditioned and both got parts because they were giving everybody parts because, you know. <laughs> Is at the church, you ain't gonna not I'm get sure a part. Your acting chops were just stellar, though. Well, it was a non-speaking role because you know I'm an introvert, so <laughs> it was it was a non-speaking role. I'm sure you emoted wonderfully. We though. just had to get up there and do this little dance, and 
So I'm going to watch Sugar Plum Twist because I feel like I have a personal connection to that whole Sugar Plum Fairy thing. It's all coming full circle. Absolutely. So I'm going to watch that. I'm also going to watch The Christmas House, too, because I watched The Christmas House last year and I really, really enjoyed it. that commercial looks really good. So I'm going to watch that, too. I plan on watching that. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So I am going to watch that. I'm going to watch Under the Christmas Tree. Um, and it's about market marketing whiz Alma. She's a Christmas tree whisperer. Charlie cross paths when Charlie finds the perfect tree for the Maine governor's holiday celebration right in Alma's backyard. While they initially spar, romantic sparks soon fly, begin to fly between the two women as the enchanting tree and some Christmas fairy dust from the town's extraordinaire. Uh, I don't know what that word is, but it's Ricky it's Lake. Patissier, and the only reason I know it is because they said it in a gingerbread romance, and I watched the movie eight billion times. So I can write okay, what is it? Patissier is a baker. That sounds so dirty. And Naima <laughs> would say that. Naima would say that it is a baker, <laughs> ma'am. Well, I will say while Naima is. Not while Naima is making patissier a dirty word, um, I will say that this premise sounds a little bit like a Christmas tree grows in, I want to say in Montana. Um, it's a movie that had Mark Taylor and... Mark Taylor. Rochelle, yeah, and Rochelle Eight. I think oh, it came I out last that. year. Yeah. Yeah. And she worked on not too long. Her ago. father was the mayor and they needed a tree for the town and the perfect tree was in Mark Taylor's yard. Yeah. Yes, that was really cute. So that just reminded me that the premise well, just Ricky reminded Lake me. Ricky Lake is basically gonna bring them together and the sparks fly between them and oh. have a little bit of Christmas magic in it. So I'm that gonna watch cute. it because it's um like, well this is like incredible what is I, I don't wanna say it's the first one be um first one between with two women as the leads, but I don't know for sure, but it's the first one that I've watched with two women as the leads. But they're not cute. just like the side romance, but right. the main they're the main romance. romance. Yeah. Yeah, I might check that one out. Yeah. Um, I taped one uh that came on Tuesday, a Christmas stray on own. Um it premiered on Tuesday, but I taped it. So I might watch I might go back and watch that. I don't really like the title of the movie. Yeah. But it, but it does have a doggy in it, so see how many elves it can muster up. And, oh, and I'm gonna watch Christmas for Keeps, which is a close knit of close knit group of childhood friends return home after ten years to take part in the celebration of life of their beloved high school teacher. Um, so that's kind of feels like it's gonna be a tearjerker or whatever. I mean it's probably. On, you know, it's on movies Walmart and mysteries. Right. Yeah. So probably will yeah. be. But yeah, we'll be I'm going to watch that too. Yeah. We'll be crying. Oh, uh, don't forget Miracles Across 125th Street, uh, the movie that's produced by, produced and starring uh, Nick Cannon, along with Chrisette Michelle, Karen Clark Sheard, Kiara Sheard. Ooh, bunches of people. So check that out. You can always send us your comments, too, um, if you watch any movies that we haven't mentioned. Yeah. Um, you can send us your comments, and we and can. And you want to review, you want to send us your thoughts on them, and even on the movies that we do watch, and you just want to send your thoughts on them and your reviews, and we'll read them on the show, just like we did our reader questions. So you can please do. Send those emails to info at unwrapromance.com. 
And on that note, we are at the end of another fabulous episode. This was so much fun. We just want to thank Sherelle Green once again for joining us. She was a wonderful guest. And she don't was. forget to go out and buy all 10 books of Bays of Christmas. The first one is already out. Yep, they're going to be super sexy hot for your Christmas enjoyment. That's right. Don't forget to go to unwrapromance.com and to subscribe and to follow. And also to go to our shop there where we have gifts for everybody on your Christmas list, including yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Self-care. That's right. All right. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next Thursday. Bye. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to Unwrap Romance with USA Today bestselling authors Naima Simone, author of Christmas and Rosebend, and Lacey Baker, author of Christmas and Evergreen 4, Bells Are Ringing. Today's episode of Unwrap Romance was produced by Keisha Menifee, Lynn Webb, Lacey Baker, and Naima Simone. For more information on today's episode, please take a look at the show notes and visit unwrapromance.com. Unwrap Romance is a Honey Magnolia Media production.